What up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Welcome to episode 98. Holy shit, we are almost at 100, you guys. That's pretty exciting. And uh, welcome to the show. For those of you guys who are new, this is... Uh, what the hell? For those of you guys who are new to the show... <laughs> This is a place where it's a safe space to have the conversations that need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, damn, dude. Damn, dude. You know what I mean? Like cool conversations that are of self-understanding, entertainment, and impactful and even educational. So with that being said, let's just jump into this motherfucker. It is December 27th today. My mic sounds loud. And, uh, sorry, the baby, my, the baby was tweaking all my adjustments on the soundboard. So I'm trying to get it back right. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, welcome to episode 98 and we've got some special, special questions. Um, fan questions. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny to say fan questions. Like I don't like I think no matter how, it's so weird to say fans of something like it doesn't ever, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like it makes sense, but, um, shout out to the question plug for these ones. This is some good shit. Um, because this is all stuff that I'm like experiencing right now. Now I may have just taken the biggest business L of my life ever. Um, I'm not fully at liberty to discuss it and talk about it yet. But, uh, pancake serpent, but, uh, <laughs> um, this also might lead to one of the biggest necessary things I needed to do anyways. So this episode is about how does our past relate to our present? Damn, dude. No, that's already cool, right? So check this out. I love this shit. This is one of my favorite, like topics i guess or things to do because this is something that i've been like really fucking taking on um to i did i've done a lot of work around this in particular which is going up and going back and cleaning up and doing work to heal and come to peace with things in my past so the first question of this is how do our past experiences impact who we are now well, that's a great question. I'm trying to hold on. I'm trying to think if I should read the second question and then tie it together because it's kind of the same answer. Um, nah, let's go. Let's just rock with this. So how do our past experiences impact who we are now? Well, I think the biggest thing we need to look for is when Man, there's so many ways we can go with this. But what we're going to do, like I said, I'm a man of simplification. So I always like to make things as simple as possible. So I think this question is answered with a question. And the question is, are you taking the lessons from your past experiences forward? Or are you taking the pain and confusion of the past lessons forward with you? Damn, dude. Right? Like, there's a big difference. You know what I mean? So, 
I think a lot of us move forward in life and we try and live in the present moment with these past experiences hanging on to us or, or still active in our or at the forefront of our minds. So something that's really interesting that I've learned is that when we walk around with our pat when our with our past experiences like the pains more so is what I mean when I say that the pain from our past experiences the weight of our past experiences when we have that we all of a sudden aren't living in the present anymore for not living in the present and we can't and our if so check this out if our brain is living in the past and that's in our present, we are not present. Because what does it look like to be in the present moment with your past looming over you or clouding your vision? Where does that put your brain? What time period does that type of thinking put your brain? Does it make you hyper-present? You're already thinking of the past, so we've already established that, so that's not necessarily the answer. So where else are you? Where's your brain? Where, what, what, what tense are you living into, you know, like past tense, you know, your pretense, where, what, is that the right word? I don't know. But what tense are you living into? What I understand and what I've learned is that when we are in our present moment with our past experiences, clouding our, you know, tinting the lenses of life that we've view life through, if we're thinking and interpreting through past experiences, the pain of those past experiences, we automatically skip being present and we jump to the future. So check this out. If you, if that didn't make something explode in your mind already, let's go deeper into that. Damn, dude. When we bring our past into our present, we skip the present and jump into the future. So then what happens is we're projecting our old past experiences into our future experiences. But the thing is, we haven't gotten to our future experiences yet, but we're already inputting fear from the past experience into the future experience that hasn't happened yet. Crazy, right? So you're still with me here. When we take the past, so... I'm trying to think how I could do this for the people just listening to the audio until the video comes. Okay, so around me, I've got a pen, a cell phone, and my notebook, right? So let's say this pen (coughs) represents um, my little sister dying and my grandma dying, like people dying in my life, right? That's what this pen represents. So I carry that. That pen carries a lot of weight. This has a lot of emotional baggage, this pen, but I put it in my, in my pocket and I put it in my back pocket. I don't really think about it. I just keep it there all the time. All right, well, I got my cell phone. My cell phone represents uh, all the times I got embarrassed at school or I did bad or I got in trouble or I got bullied, um, where life felt unfair, that type of emotional baggage, right? Boom. I put that in my back pocket. I don't, you know, I'm not... Like, it's just weight. We're talking about weight. We're not talking about the items for what they are, you know? These are just physical representations. So let's say I put that in my pocket. I put this in my pocket. I've got these emotional weights in my back pocket. So I got my notebook here. I put that in my back pocket too. That represents 
all the times I didn't get enough hugs, all the times I got turned down by a girl, I got my heart broken, failed relationship happened, some shit like that, right? So I take this, boom, that's also in my back pocket. Eventually, the more and more of these weights that I'm carrying around, those are my automatic go-to referral, my automatic referrals and reference points of life. So if I say, you know, I'm feeling lonely. I would love to have a girlfriend. Well, you know what? If my past, let's say right now in the present moment, I am interested in having a girlfriend. I'm not, but let's just say that was the case. If I have the old weight of past relationships in my present moment, what I'm going to do is rather than go meet some girls, I'm going to instead, that what that's what would be healthy in present tense. But what happens is because we brought the past into the present, it jumps us into the future. So when we're in the future, what do you know in the future? The future hasn't happened yet. But what you know that's automatic is your past experiences. So we take how, how you've got your heart broken before and then boom, insert into the future. So now you've created almost a certain painful, not healthy future to live into because we've put our past into our present, which jumped us into the future. So (laughs) I really hope this is communicating for you guys, because this is, this is so deep for me. So what I've learned is when we carry that weight around, we start getting tired. We start getting weak. Ultimately, what that means in real life is we start settling for less. That's really what it means is we settle for less. And when we settle for less, life is not as good. We stop facing fears. We stop facing uncertainties and we start going for what is certain, what is safe, what is comfortable and what is predictable. So if you're in a job, a relationship, a friendship or whatever, where it's just like, mm, you, it's, it's so predictable that there's no excitement in it. It's, it's very predictable. It's easy. It's comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, you know what your job, what the people around you, what your company responds to and doesn't respond to. And that's exactly how withholding starts and secrets start getting held. And, you know, like, your real thoughts and fantasies of what you want to do in life or achieve or whatever, they start surfacing and they start bubbling. And because you've committed to the certainty, it starts creating anxiety because what you really want to do starts, it's boiling, it's bubbling, it's got nowhere to go. So you start feeling weird about it. And then boom, that's what you get is life is unfulfilled and unhappy Purely because we brought our past into our present, into our future, and we've created this already predictable circle and loop of life to live into because we already experienced it. But no two experiences are the same. You know, you could think about this. People say, oh, no, I've done that already. I've been there already. No, you haven't. Like, I mean, well, I mean, yes, you have. But like, what I mean is you can't say that you've I mean, I guess there's a lot of ways you can debate this, but where I'm going with this is like, my example is 
read the same book twice. Read it. If you read a book this year, or let's say you read a book last year and you read it this year, or you read a book this year and you read it next year, all the messages that you get or the what's entertaining or whatever, it's all going to occur very differently because you're going to be like, whoa, I didn't even realize I fucking like missed this. Holy shit. I didn't realize how deep that was. I didn't realize how insightful that was. I didn't realize how whatever, whatever, right? That it, so I, I think that that's an example of the way that people who bring their past forwards all the time speak. Because <clears throat> if you notice open people, whether they've done it or not and they enjoyed it or not, they're like, well, fuck it, let's go try, you know. And I try to be one of those people. There's only a certain handful of things where I'm just like, I just don't want to do that. <clears throat> Typically, when it comes to like having to go specifically, somebody's like, let's go dancing. I'm like, nah, dude, like I just I don't want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't mind dancing. I'll, I'll dance. But it's like, I don't want to go specifically dance. Like, <laughs> You know, like I've given it a chance. I just I that's. You see what I mean? How much of that is my past experience versus me ruining a fun time because sorry, let me reset. How much of that me not wanting to is because of past experience dictating that experience now or in the future? Did I already make it sucky for myself? You know, and I look at that all the time. I'm like, kind of. I just I also understand my preferences. And I feel like this isn't one of my preferences. Um, and that's fine, you know, so I, I, I think that when we understand our preferences, that's helpful because, ah, but understanding our preferences outside of our past and our future things, like if you reassess right now, what do you actually think and feel about that? You know what I mean? Because there's stuff I decided when I was six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, that I hadn't really gone back and revisited those thoughts or those ideas until the time I'm fucking 35, 36 years old. You know what I mean? So like, I think about it like, (laughs) it's kind of funny, but I think about, for me, uh, pickles. Like, (laughs) when I was a kid, I, I remember I liked pickles. And then one day I was just like, these are the most disgusting things ever. And I couldn't, it's like, nope, yuck. And then another, like two years later, I tried them again. I'm like, damn, pickles are bomb again. Like, what the heck? And then another time I tried it again, I was like, this shit is nasty. And then from that point, all the way up until like two years ago, I, my automatic's like, nope, fuck pickles, they're disgusting. But what happened was, is like, I've allowed myself to be like, I'm going to try this chicken sandwich the way that they designed it. I'm going to eat the pickles with it to see if all the flavors combine. And it makes sense why this is on here. It's not, they didn't put this on here just for this one taste to stand out and not be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about flavor mixture and combination. So I'm like, you know, I'm a reasonable, sensible dude. Like, okay, fair enough. So I try it and I'm like, oh, I get it now. You know, it wasn't like, oh my God, I love pickles, but it was like, Oh, like I get the point of why this sandwich is designed this way. And it has these ingredients and these layers and these textures and these, like, I get where they're going with it, whether I preferred it or not. Like, I don't prefer pickles. Like if I was to eat it again, 
I would probably take them off. Maybe leave one, <laughs> maybe, but or just take a bite of one. But outside of that, I, I wouldn't want it. You know what I mean? I don't prefer it. But at the same time, that doesn't mean I'm not open to being like, well, you know, let me revisit this again. Let me see if I don't like it. <clears throat> or let me see if I do like it now. Because taste buds change, things change, whatever. But a lot, my point to that is that's much deeper than what I'm talking about. The message behind that is that have you made a decision way long ago about, I know this already. This is who I am. This is the type of person I am. Well, shit, did you decide that when you were eight years old? When's the last time you revisited that thought? When's the last time you actually thought about that? You know what I mean? So that's the thing is a lot of us adults are just walking around with our past at the forefront of shit which means we're in our future, which means we're not actually present, which means we, when you can tell there's certain people who communicate, it's just not in present time. Like you can, if you really listen to their words, they're going from the past to the future, to the past, to the future, to the past, to the future, to the past, to the future, back and forth and back and forth. And you're like, huh. But when you have conversation with, it's like, there's an example too. It's like, if you have conversations with people and let's say somebody's like, dude, like I got promoted at work today. And then the next thing is, oh my God, like my dog shit all over the floor and chewed my brand new shoes. Somebody who's not present would respond with, damn, my dog destroyed all my shoes. I can't believe that. This shit's crazy. And they would start telling their own past experience. You with me? Somebody who listens would say, damn, like you got, you got promoted at your job, dude, congratulations, that's dope as fuck, and then next, you would say, fuck, I'm sorry, that sucks, I, I can, I can relate to that, or I understand to that, or I can't even imagine, or whatever, you know what I'm saying, it's like, because that it would be, that shows real-time listening, and even if that's over a text message, but this is happening in real conversations, constantly, and all the time, and repeatedly, so, kind of fascinating right so for me often that's how i'm like i i can kind of tell or dictate whether i want to invest into certain relationships or not is i can hear and i see the way people listen or don't listen pretty clearly because i'm like well shit you just didn't even acknowledge the meat of this you just jumped into your own reminder or story about something now, I, I say all this because I was very that guy. You couldn't say anything without me just like not necessarily one upping, but making bringing forth a comparative story. You know what I mean? Like that was very, very me because I feel like, oh, I've done so much crazy shit. This and that I can always relate. I can always relate. That was like my role. I would like my safe role I would play is oh, I'm very relatable. And uh, that was my old safety net. You know, I know how to do that. Well, I can chameleon and I can mirror like I'm I, I very naturally am a mirroring person. Um, but it's like, I also know how to do it, I guess. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think if I want to jump into this topic or this next question before taking a break or not, let me think, let's just read it. How about that guys? <laughs> and I'm kind of whis. I don't know if I'm whispering, but baby's just sleeping right next to me. Also, I got a piece super duper bad. So if you see me on the camera wiggling and you hear my voice like, because like, <laughs> I'm on day 40, 
uh, let's see, because I'm doing 75 hard, and I'm on, whoa there, computer, I'm on day 48, so, uh, yeah, so I'm drinking my water, I drank a lot this morning, so I'm super fidgety and gotta pee, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, so the question is, we know dwelling on the past doesn't serve us. How can we explore those past experiences in a positive way in order to shift and grow the way that we behave now? Damn, dude. Damn, dude. That's a great question. Um, because I, 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 I love the way the order of these questions came for me to be able to respond in the way that I'm responding. Because that first question was perfect, which leads exactly to this, which is like, this also... Like, okay, let's kind of like break this down a little. We know dwelling in the past doesn't serve us. So how can we explore the past experiences in a positive way in order to shift and grow the way that we behave now? Well, if we know that dwelling in the past doesn't serve us, how can we explore the past experiences in a positive way and shift them and grow them into a positive way now? Well, I think that would involve, I, so I actually have an exercise for this, but I think just to generalize real quick, it's going to be a matter of going back into those thoughts and ideas and feelings and either taking the lesson or the pain forward from those memories. You know what I'm saying? Damn, dude. It's like we got a, we have a choice when we revisit memories to either take the pain or the lesson from it. We could take something to appreciate from it or something to hurt from it. So those are our two options when we go back and visit pain. So I'm going to take a quick break real quick. Um, I got to pee hella bad. And we're going to give a real life example and exercise on how we can actually do this. We'll be right bike. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. What's Gucci, Fedeluchi, everybody? We bike. Man, that felt good. So, <laughs> so we know dwelling in the... Hello? Why do I sound so quiet? What the fuck? Okay, so <laughs> we know dwelling on the past doesn't serve us. So how can we explore those past experiences in a positive way? And then to shift and grow them, the to shift and grow the way that we behave now. So let's start with the first part of that. How can we explore those past experiences? So here's something that I came up with completely on my own, and it actually really fucking works. All the people that I've had try it, they're like, Damn, that's really fucking good. So, <clears throat> something that we can do to actually go back and explore our past experiences, to heal the past experiences. This is what doing the inner work is and means and looks like. So, something that I would do when, at a point when my life kind of just fell apart at one point, what I did was, I'm like, I'm kind of just ignoring a bunch of shit that just that cracked off that's super heavy. I know I need to heal through this. How do I do this? So what I would do was like I was doing meditation and stuff at that time, too. I had done a bunch of personal development courses and different things. So I, I, I had a pretty good understanding of myself already. But there was still stuff from my past that I hadn't gone back and felt through and healed and really taken the time to understand in a way that moves me forward positively because I was able to move forward but it wasn't necessarily like the my past was still clouding my vision about it so what I would do is I would set an alarm 
And first I would start small. I would start like 10 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute. You know, it depends on how good you are with your own being, with your own thoughts and feelings. Um, If being with your own thoughts and feelings is just absolutely terrifying and it's the scariest thing in the world to you, you always need on music or TV or distractions or something. Start with 10 seconds. Start with five seconds. Start super small. Just start. Shit, if that's too much, just start with a commitment to be like, you know what? I'm going to try this and then I'm going to do this, whether it's tomorrow or later or whatever. Make the commitment, something, right? So the idea is set an alarm. Hold on. Before you do this, you got to be in a good mood. On a day where you feel good, the sun is right, the weather's nice, whatever your vibe is, right? Like life feels good and that's your vibe. Go and do this work purposely feeling good before you do this is pretty is really key or neutral even you know feeling neutral so the trick is is to is to be very conscious of what it feels like to be in that neutral or happy place because if you feel like shit and you just can't get to a happy place get to a neutral spot or it's just like whatever at least right something neutral whatever neutral is sit there set your alarm close your eyes and think about and feel the whatever the biggest pain or trauma or whatever that's happened in your life or whatever that bothers you the most or whatever that makes you scared or fearful or judgmental or hateful or whatever. Whatever that is that has you that just triggers you was so unfair to you in life. Whatever just it, you did not deserve that. It was completely unfair. Um whatever that thing is, or if maybe you didn't have that thing, there's something that made you jaded, makes us jaded, or there's a certain point, it's like, whatever can happen, but if that happens, ooh, I'll snap, right, we all have these little things like that, so go and visit those and view them all the way through, and feel them, see, remember what it feels like, experience what it feels like, And then, boom, as soon as you know it, your alarm goes off and you come back to this place. You come back to where you were in that present zone, that neutral zone, that happy zone. And you just come back and your alarm brings you back because you purposely set out, I'm going to go explore this for 10 seconds, for a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, right? It got to a point where I would do this for like 30 minutes or an hour, but that's what I would do. I'll just sit there and be like, I'm going to allow myself to overthink for a while. And then I'm going to come back and then I'm going to analyze what all that meant to me. So I started doing that and I would practice and practice and practice and practice. And like I said, it can start with a couple seconds at a time. So that's a huge way that we can go back without getting a therapist. I mean, I recommend go get a therapist you vibe with. Go get a counselor. Go get a coach. Go get a whatever. Somebody to help you, you know. That's always a good thing. But if you're not going to do that and you just only got yourself to work with or that's all you're willing to do or whatever... You can start by going and visiting these. So then what happens is once you've done that once or twice, just so you can have some understanding of, wow, that's what happened. That really was unfair. Get the reality of it. Go back and capture the reality of what happened and come back. And then when the alarm goes off, just leave the emotions where they were. Come back. So when you do that, and this has actually been proven, and it's in the book Firvana, which I always, always recommend by Akshay Nanavati. That book is absolutely incredible one of the best books i've 
ever read most life-changing books for me ever. But he, it, it talks about and it tells about how it's a, it's, it's a fact that we can go back and or i guess that it's been proven that we can go back into old memories and leave positive things along the way so for example um ah uh, no let me re-say this sorry that wasn't exactly what i want to say what i what i really want to say with that is like it's been shown to be true that we are only capable of thinking about an event that occurred in our life based off of the last memory that we've had of it. Damn, dude. So let's say something happened in 1990. And then let's say you remembered that the year 1990. <laughs> and so then let's say you're at year 95. You can only remember the last time you've remembered that event. So we can go back and trace back, but just what happens, the way that our brain works automatically is that we only recall the last occur the last remembrance of it. That's why the details kind of change and shit shit kind of shifts is because that's what's happening. Because we can only recall the last memory of 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 that incident. So if something happened, there it's highly likely that your current memory of it is like an a shortened version of what happened it's like a it's the cliff notes it's like the quick impactful i was abandoned i was hurt i was this i was that you know it's like there's other stuff to it but it's like that's just the quickest easiest way to put it so once that happens we start identifying as i'm an abandoned person then we start being attracted to and start attracting other abandoned people or controlling people or whatever your thing is you know what i'm saying wherever you're lacking or whatever that's always shooting you in the foot you're going to attract those like-minded people slash the people who challenge that naturally and trigger that sort of stuff naturally so because we can only remember the last remembrance of a memory if you go back and you leave a pre little post-it notes of appreciation into the memory or something that's to be appreciated or positive or something that you can heal even if you go back and you don't say if you if it goes from i hate you to man you're really that he was really damaged i hate what he did i hate what she did you know it's like that's improvement that's improvement so what happens is if you now if you start going back to that type of memory damn that person's really damaged to do that to a kid that person was really immature to do that. That person must have been really hurt. That must, person must have had a really bad example. So if you can go back and leave those little notes inside of our old memories, pretty soon, once you go back to recall your last memory of that event, there's all these positive little notes and highlighted areas in your notebook of memories because you've gone back and kind of like highlighted the cool shit rather than highlighting Rather than because we already automatically had all the fucked up shit highlighted. So now we're just going and changing. We're re-highlighting all the positive stuff. And then now we're coming back forwards. So when we do that, that's like an actual real life proven way to go and heal, so to say. Or make peace with these old thoughts and experiences. And that allows us to move forward 
and shift and grow the way that we behave now. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Damn. You see what I'm saying? So when we go, it, for one, I love the alarm trick. The other thing is if you meditate, that's a great one. Just be, be by yourself with no noise, no music. You don't need the music. You don't need the whatever. Just, you know what I'm saying? Turn it all off. Just be by yourself for a while. No distractions, no learning, no entertainment, no nothing. Just be with yourself for a while. And intentionally go back into these thoughts and these memories and these feelings. Because the thing is, once you think about it like this, you can have a girl break your heart. You can have a boy break your heart, whatever, in a relationship from a young age. You, like none of us are tr- like, not none, but anybody who has sense is not 30 years old and tripping on the girl they had a crush on in seventh grade. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that's maybe in like an Adam Sandler movie or something, but like, that's not really like, you got bigger shit to worry about if you're still tripping on the boy or girl who broke your heart in junior high school or high school and you're a fucking adult. You know what I mean? Even if you're not an adult, you should get over that shit because you're not going to miss that person next year. So, <laughs> um, so because of that, we can... What I, my, my point of that is that we can move forward without dwelling on it because we can go back and heal it and leave positive things. I look back at any exes of mine. I'm like, wow, I learned a lot. I, I, I shifted it from, oh, they were like this. They were like that to, oh, I was like this. And that's why they reacted like that. So once I took the responsibility for my past actions and behavior and experiences, then all of a sudden I can take responsibility in present time and actually be present. And I could be one of those people who listens and speaks and reciprocates in real time versus just responding with past experiences of my own or, Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. Fuck that. Who cares? You know, what are you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? So my point is, is that for some reason when people die or we were wronged, or we feel personally hurt or cut, we like hold on to that and we dwell on it when we move forwards. But for some reason, when it's somebody else's fault, we move on. You know what I mean? Like that's so weird. So I I think part of it is going through all of our old things and taking responsibility for our feelings. So let's say you were, let's say you were a kid and you got molested or raped. Like, how do you take responsibility for that yourself? Well, it's not like, oh, I got myself raped. That's not what that means. Taking responsibility for it for yourself would mean, wow, I was wronged. That was not fair. How can somebody do that to a child? You must be a very damaged individual to do that to a kid. You've got to be a sick individual to do that. That person is so lost. They're, if you, you know, whatever you believe, maybe they're going to hell. Maybe they're whatever, you know, maybe, dude. That, that's how taking, what taking responsibility means and looks like. You know what I'm saying? It's not taking on the wrong responsibility. It's more so taking responsibility for why you feel the way you feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Damn, dude. So whether right or wrong or good or bad or whatever the fuck, if you just go back and take responsibility for why and how you end up feeling the way that you feel, you don't really got to trip about shit. You know, that's how you begin the process of healing it is by 
taking ownership because taking ownership is acceptance. And that's just proven. You can look that up in any psychology book. It's like, that's one of the steps of healing is an ex- is acceptance. You got to accept the shit in order to make any change. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, you can't. Yeah. You know, you guys get that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that is a great way to do that. Also, another thing is to go back yeah, just take responsibility for your feelings, your emotion, your peace. Sometimes people die and you don't you can't go back and make peace with them, but what you could do is make peace with yourself and how you relate to them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us believe that there's God or spirits or angels or you will go to heaven or something like that. So if you believe that or you're open to that idea, then you should understand that in some way they're watching over you and their spirit and soul in heaven or of God or of an angel is capable of understanding and interpreting that you learned that lesson. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think that there's no way to make peace with somebody who's died, you're tripping. Whether you believe in anything or not, because the peace is within you. It has nothing to do with them. Whether they wronged you or you wronged them, it doesn't fucking matter. What are you going to do about it now? Are you going to take that past hurt and put it into your future? This is what happens. Oh, I can't do this. I can't make friends with people. I can't get close again. Whatever. I took that stance for a while. For a whole long time, I was like, I don't want any friends. Every person who gets close to me fucking dies. I don't need people close to me. I'm better off by myself. And it was a very... I thought it was noble, but it was really selfish, actually. You know what I'm saying? It was very, I don't want to take responsibility for how I feel type of way of doing shit, rather than just taking responsibility for how I felt about it. So something that I've been able to shift and transform is like, well, shit, I've had my best friends be murdered. I've had, you know, a lot of people close to me die. I've just had a lot of crazy experiences in life. And I don't hate anybody. I've been bullied. I've been chased. I've had all this stuff. I've had, I don't hate the people who murdered my friends. I don't hate anybody. There's no reason to. I don't hate any of my ex-girlfriends. I don't hate anybody. There's some people I dislike and there's some people that I don't prefer. But at the same time, I got everybody, I got love for everybody as a being and their existence on this planet. You know what I'm saying? Because I couldn't exist without everybody else's existence. So I love that. It's a reflection of me being able to love myself as a whole because I understand that I'm connected to the world and the universe and all of our spirit and soul and God and mother nature and all this shit. You know what I mean? So I got love for that. So that's what that means by me representing that. You know what I mean? So, excuse me. So the last part of this is, I think, uh, sorry, hold on. So I think that's how we're able to apply past experiences without dwelling is by going back, contextualizing them, understanding whether we're taking the lesson or the pain from it forwards. And if it feels like there's no lesson to take forwards from it, then that means you're taking the pain forwards. That means you need to go back and do that little exercise that I mentioned or something similar, right? So... That's how you're going to be able to apply those past experiences without dwelling is by understanding what the lesson is from them. And it's funny because I just got a message from my buddy because I had posted something like, dude, oops, I just took like the biggest business L probably ever. Right. And 
he's just like, no, dude. I'm like, I was like, I was like, ha ha, it's all good. It's just life tuition. It's all life tuition. You got to pay to play. And it's true, man. Like any L you take in life, it's just life tuition. You don't get to fuck. Life's not free. You know what I mean? Like having fucking positive experience and an enjoyable life that's truly fulfilling is not free. We got to work for it. We got to work hard. We got to take wins and losses. And it's all just it's all just experience. Losing is not bad. I think most people think that losing is this bad thing and you should avoid it. I mean, I think you should take preventative measures to not lose and you should always work to win. But you're going to take losses regardless. So when they happen, because they're going to happen, how are you going to respond? Are you going to respond as a loser or are you going to respond as a winner? Because every winner and every loser takes losses. Damn, dude. So how are you going to take your losses? How are you going to deal with your failures? How are you going to deal with your shortcomings? How are you going to deal with everything that was unfair to you? Well, you better go back in your past. Oh, another important thing and tool is... To go back and remember and recall the various early feeling and time that you've, or the earliest time that you've ever felt that feeling. I'll give you one example real quick. So for me, my big thing was not talking, feeling like I have no voice. I would always feel scared to talk. I was judged as mute. I stopped talking for a year. The whole thing, you guys know the story. So, um, fuck, where was I going with that? <laughs> Oh, I know. Going back and feeling the earliest experience of it. So what I realized is I'm like, okay, I felt like that at this point in high school. I felt like that at this point in junior high. I I thought the earliest time I ever felt like my voice didn't matter or I felt stupid. It was kind of tied to the same thing was when I got called out in second grade because I turned to the wrong page when I was supposed to read a math problem and I read English or whatever. And then I thought that was the earliest time that it ever happened. So I, I, a lot of clarity happened. I'm like, whoa, that's why I feel scared to talk or speak up or whatever, or why I feel stupid. And then I'm like, hold on, there was another time. So I had this memory and it just came to me one day after trying to think about this for like a year or two. Well, not trying to, just kind of thinking about it, you know. And I remember when I was a little kid, I lived in Claremont. I was a baby, baby, baby. And maybe like six, seven months, if even that. And I remember I specifically wanted orange juice and I kept pointing and pointing and my mom could and my mom and my dad, they could not figure out what I wanted. They're giving me everything but the orange juice, They're giving me water, milk, you know, snacks, fruit, whatever, like everything. And I remember just crying and being so like, ah. and that was the first time I ever felt voiceless or unheard. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Once I understood that, the pain kind of just melted away and clarity just all of a sudden came like the clouds kind of just dissipated and I was like whoa that's exactly fuck that was it that was that moment you know what I mean so what if there was a moment that was even earlier what if there was an instance or something when I was in in my mom's belly you know what if there was you know who knows this is so trippy to think about so going back and that's what going back and healing and doing inner work is, is that stuff, doing those things continuously, taking responsibility continuously for how you feel and what you're doing and why you're not doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? So I think lastly, last kind of note is like, if we do begin to understand ourselves and our past behavior, we can make more sense of ourselves in the present and what we need now. Damn, dude. Damn, dude. Absolutely, because 
if we understand why things have happened and why we feel the way we feel about things that have happened, boom, now almost magically and automatically, we can, we have clarity because we know why we're doing things. Oh, I'm not doing this because I'm hurt. I'm doing this because this is my goal. I'm not doing this because that's what scares me. I'm afraid of this happening again. No, I'm doing this because for the sake of I know what's possible. You know what I mean? We, I think ultimately if there's anything to take from this is to use our past experiences to know that that is your baseline of what's possible now. Every past experience, anything that you've had happen that was your greatest accomplishment in the past is your starting point now. Your 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 being at zero is now with everything you've ever accomplished. That's your new zero and starting point is everything you've already accomplished is the new starting point. So I think if we can almost have a new starting point and outlook on life, one of appreciation and gratitude, and we wake up with appreciation and gratitude every day and we go to sleep with that, boom, we all of a sudden have this new brand new sense of presence and a new definition to live into that day with damn dude you know what i mean so that's just fucking sick dude like there's so much we can do with going into our old thoughts and our generational baggage and all of this extra shit you know there's so many different angles and options and ways to play in it so i think that's really fucking cool um yeah man these are some fire ass topics and questions that was fucking sick um so yeah man that was fucking ill um yeah that's episode 98 episode east 1999 is coming next that means we're almost at episode 100 appreciate you guys you guys have a beautiful day much love love you guys peace